Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, it's another week, Lugo, and, uh, and you're feeling better, better every week, and I'm feeling older every uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not good. I thought the push-ups was going to help. Yeah, well, I'm feeling better. Yes, you thank know that you. Uh, the no pain, no gain stuff is. Uh, I guess I'm gaining a lot, man, because that that fiftieth yeah. one hurts every time. And you know, the last mile is the hardest one. You know. Mm. Uh, 45 yes. 647 oh, all of a sudden bam no more yeah. man i got nothing left so it's uh yeah that's the longest it is true right because you're you're enjoying the ride and then all of a sudden you got one more mile and you're like oh no i'm gonna i'm so close and you're like yeah. your last breath right exactly. until you you cross the line and you're like i made it i'm yeah. alive it's I all did of it. a sudden all uh the pavement turns into gravel and then it's uphill <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i hope you had a good week uh last week and uh, we got to talking ab about um uh, listening to uh, that was the last uh, topic that we started uh, getting into but listening to 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 find gaps right not just yes, listening oh gaps. i feel really good yes. and everything because you yes. know uh, uh I, I again uh, we were discussing i was trying to get to was yes we listen we do all of those things if we do a recap from last week right we're hiring uh, the hearts, the minds, and the hands of people. Now, the, the the issue is how the leaders figure out what they get done, and then we got into the listening discussion. Yeah. And my point here was that I'm that, that I'm listening so I can understand what we all share as a vision of the future, and then I also understand uh, what is our perception of the present. Where do we see each other, and then what do we all perceive as gaps between? present and futures or future state because we share the same future and so i'm listening because i i'm listening to a, a purpose the 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 idea of listening uh the idea of leading is that we are leading ultimately to get things done to go somewhere yeah that's kind of what i believe well maybe not mm, okay you lead so you don't get anywhere no 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 that's not necessarily no i didn't Quit putting words in my mouth, okay? Here's okay, uh, let me let me quote you. No, yes, kidding. please write it down because <laughs> you started saying that last episode how important it is to capture it, and it's oh, critical, Lugo, right. because we think that we remember stuff, but it's TMI, man. There's so much crap hitting us that we forget. Uh, uh, maybe the critical stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like when uh, when you're getting to know people. I always uh, uh, have, for, well, for decades, I've been telling people. The stuff that's important to that person, write it down. You're not going to remember it. I don't care who you are. Your mind is not. There's going to be so much between now and the next time you see him or her, write it down. Uh, so that that's important. But um, getting to some place, my sense, Lugo, especially in our culture, is that maybe we emphasize that too much. We're going there, whatever that is. And I agree, We th there's going to be more... Um, uh, effectiveness if we agree that this is what the future or futures are and we're going to strive to get there. Sure, absolutely. 
But there's times in our lives, and I think it goes to resiliency, when we need to stop. I think every person that you've ever led, every person I've ever led, every boss, whoever you are out there, if you can take some time and not think about where you're going, just think about, like you said, the present. Where are we? Where are we right now? Are we in a good state? And if we're in a good state, let's enjoy that for a few minutes. Uh, you know that I live in Colorado. One of my favorite things, and it's kind of odd because it's my favorite and my worst. But but I don't. There's work that comes after it. Snow. When it's snowing, I'm up at zero three hundred with my. Uh, dogs. Uh, Dev calls them puppies. They're not puppies. But anyway, uh, when I take them out to do their business at three o'clock in the morning and it's snowing, man. And I think you wrote a book on or a, a paper on this, uh, the Serenity, that that uh, essence of you, the universe. It's beautiful. The other day, Deb and I went, we're going out someplace and I said, come on, come on, listen. And she says, I don't hear anything. Exactly. It's beautiful. You don't hear anything. It's so quiet up here. We are at 7,500 feet. But in the mornings when uh, when it's snowing, Lugo, and I take the dogs out, they go do their thing. I'm sitting there or standing there watching the snow drift down. And the serenity, it just, I, I get enveloped by it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that sets my heart. We were talking about heart, attitude, uh, hands. It sets my heart in the right way so I can take them, put the dogs away, and then start thinking about all the prophetic things that I write. I think in an organization, we need to make time for that. Stop. Let's stop. Let's just be us. Let's enjoy who we are. We're not going forward right now for a few minutes, whatever that is. But I think we need to do that every once in a while because that develops re resiliency. We all need it. Because two, two episodes ago, we were talking about, uh, what is it, leader fatigue? Leadership fatigue, yeah. Leadership, yeah. You, uh, what about follower fatigue? You think the it's, leader gets fatigued, the follower is like twice as much uh, more uh, fatigued, I think. But but you see, they're getting fatigued, and, and it's true. When you have a lot of leadership uh, turnover and they the follower stays there, they get fatigued. And that would be a good topic to talk uh, some uh, on another episode because I think that people struggle with that. People Leaders struggle with that. They, lead, they, they struggle with... Uh, you know, how do we figure out? We we talk about leadership fatigue, but then there's also the other piece of that is followership fatigue. So, so I agree that we have to. You see, I agree. I said that. Yeah, uh, I, I just that, wrote that down. Yeah, oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that that we should stop at a point and enjoy where we are. But but there are times when you can do that, and there are times when you cannot do that. I would say uh, for sure. me, like, for example, sure. I have a lot of stuff to do as a leader and for me to think about, uh, OK, now I'm going to enjoy it. No, I don't want you to. I don't want you to feel comfortable where you are because I need to move the organization from where it is to where it needs to be done. And so now I understand what the gaps are. I understand where we need to be. So now is not the time for us to 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 just you know, just relax. Now, now it's not the time to get comfortable. Now is the time to get to work. Right. And so to get to work on the right stuff. So if I do that right, then the leadership, the, the, the followership was not going to get fatigued. But the problem is that leaders, uh, as, as they're trying to get a lot of stuff done, they get a lot of stuff done, but nothing 
of those, and when I'm not saying not, nothing, but very few of those things, a lot of times do not move the organization towards its future because they're not clear about what really needs to get done in the in the organization. And that is a, uh, that's part of that co-creation process. Yes, we yes. need to listen. Yes, we need to understand where we are, but ultimately we need to find out what needs to be done and I do agree. it. I, I agree. But again, as you know, if you don't have the support of those people that are actually doing it, they're either going to half-ass it or not do it at all. Now you're really fatigued because you're fighting them. You well, know, now you the, have the, them. The, the, uh, say What? Now you have them. Remember, we, we, we have their hearts, their minds, yes, and their hands. The, yes. If you've so, done the right things, part of which I think, and, and I'm not uh, saying do it all the time, but every once in a while, and you know, you can sense when people are tired. You've been out on the flight line. You've been out, uh, uh, you know, preparing running sorties and all that kind of stuff. When people are tired, they may give you all they got, and it's not enough. And all it's doing is uh, 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 going backwards instead of, of entropy, uh, instead of uh, progress. So I think a leader has to be aware of those things. L let's take a break. It's like w w with resilience, working out, physical fitness. It's important. I mean, you've said this before as well. Uh, okay, that, you know, I can only do so much. I can only do 50 push-ups. Like, I'm really no kidding. I have no capacity for doing any more. Well, maybe once in a while I need to do 30 because my muscles are, are hurting or whatever. I, well, and I know you've been there. When you pull one, oh, man, it takes forever to, to regain that, right? Well, if I had done this right and not tried to do more than I actually could, maybe I wouldn't be hurting. So I think as a leader, you got to be aware of that. My sure, guys are tired. And, and you got to fight for your people. You, you know, because that's going to create trust. The boss fights for us, right. man. We're, we're at capacity. We cannot do anymore. The boss is going to tell his boss, we can't do it. We got to take a five-minute break. How are they going to be tired? We just shared vision. We just created that uh, that excitement in the organization. We know where the gaps are, and now they're tired. Why now it's be? time to, how do I get them to the point where they're getting things done? So this is what I suggest. Uh, so uh, again, I mean, this is so important, this particular piece that we even have a book name uh, titled Getting Things Done, right? I mean, it's yeah. the name, the title of the book. It's not a new book in the book back in what, 2000, 2010 or something like that. The book was written probably maybe even earlier. And because what we find is that we know what the where we want to go collectively, we understand that these other things can emerge in our in our way going to our preferred future. We understand where the gaps, and we also understand we probably see the path. But what do I need to get things done? And so uh, there's this very. And I suggest leaders do this and why we do it with leaders. We're trying to figure out of all, back to that listening conversation that you were talking, now we got them. So I get them to listen. Uh, uh, I get to, uh, everyone is listening, me included, right, as a leader. Yeah. And then we're also writing, we're mapping all of these thoughts yeah. to to the, that envisioned future. And then we figure what are the 20% of the activities? Very simple, right? Sounds very simple. 20%. What are the 20% of the activities that produce 80% of the results? What are the key things that we're going to do that are going to get us there? Because we cannot do all of this. 
Uh, we do not have the resources. We don't have the manpower. And if I engage in everything that is on that list, my people will be tired. And then I'm going to have to take breaks. Right. And it's just like uh, Indian runs that we used to call them uh, the first ermine up. That's how we used to call them. We, everybody runs, you know, one behind the other. And the person says, you know, first runner up. And the person on the back springs all the way to the front. And the person, once it gets to the front, continues to keep the pace, but they're moving forward and they're sprinting, but they're sprinting to their particular positions. And when they're in their particular position, they continue the cadence, right? Until they're done running, they pass, you know, whatever, whatever miles. And, and so not everybody's running at tremendous speed because we can't do that because we all have limited resources. So we listen, we highlight what are the, these key activities that are going to be connected the most to the future that we want to have, because there are some things that are more connected to the future that we all together want to have than other things that, you know, they're, they're great, but they, they, they don't, they don't produce a, a turbo boost towards, you know, the, the shared place where you want to be. And as we are going there, and I think we can then, as we are moving, uh, we identify those things and we, uh, then we begin to get a process where, and, and that happens, I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, as we are doing these things, then we can get back to the point where you're talking about where we are monitoring progress, where we are looking at where people are, are they tired or not? But just before that, we got to identify and then, of course, identify talent to then assign these particular tasks to people who can lead them and energize their teams so they can move forward. Yeah, and and I, I I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree that that's what you have to do. But along the way, you have to you have to fuel the the body. You you can't. And you, I don't I don't know. Have you ever run a marathon? I've never run a marathon. Uh, but uh, I know that uh, I've got to. There's a point where I got I have to rest. And you know I don't. I'm not a real advocate for resting. The best never rest. Mm -hmm. they die young but anyway the <laughs> uh, even rest you gotta you, you have to rest you have to fuel the the machine somehow whether it's food water and all of that kind of stuff and that's what i'm the point that i'm making lugo is the leader in order to answer the question that you we've been discussing is how do i get my people to do what we need to get done uh well no how do i get things done how do, how do you get things done well yes. You don't burn your people out because, and you might get things done pretty quickly, but then you'll burn them out and it won't happen again. And again, being a, a, a leader, effectiveness is about having, getting those same things over and over and over, over again. You can't build trust as a leader unless you take care of your followers. And again, as a leader, you got to be aware of that, man, they're burning out. And, and I think a lot of that, that's a heart thing. It's a sense thing. I can feel that th these guys are giving me a hundred percent, but it's not, it's not enough. Let's take a break. Let's take a few minutes, breathe a little bit, and then start all uh, up again. And I think the more you do that uh, as a follower, I'm thinking uh, in terms of I'm the follower, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, and, and, I think when you're training for something that's for a marathon, you want to push yourself a little bit, a little bit more uh, every time. But there's a point where you say, I can't, there's no more. If I go one more step, I'm not going to be able to do it at all. So let me back off a little bit, regain my strength, my, you know, what resiliency that I think that's the term that we use so that I can go back 
and get back on track. And now I'm more effective and more efficient. So I want to use that metaphor, that marathon metaphor, because I think it's a good one. So this is what happens when you have a, uh, when you're going to run a marathon, you have done these things. You have identified the future that you want. You even see yourself in it, crossing the line. You've also identified the, uh, what are the kind of things that are going to get done, uh, right? Because you identified that you have to run mile one, mile two, mile three, mile four, right? I did a half marathon one time and I was actually tricked into it. A, a different story. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> okay. My team tricked me into it, right? Uh, uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, it, it was a great experience. So I ran that, that half marathon with my team. And so we identify, if I go through this process, uh, first we identify the members of our team. We were going to do this as a unit. We identify the, uh, what kind of preparation we were going to have to do that. But, but before that we identify, let, let's take it, uh, we identify the future, right? Where are you going to go? Then we identify the task. What are the kind of things that I need to get there? Mile one, mile two, mile three, mile four. We knew also uh, if we would get tired, uh, we needed water because we can't carry everything. We have camel packs and stuff in some cases. But we knew at every single point in that trajectory where the water stations were going to be at. We got a map of that a particular half marathon. So we identified that. So we already knew uh, how, how we were going to get there. We knew the task. We knew the team. We identified the team members. We also even identified what we were going to wear, right? Because we were a team and we wanted to have that type of energy. And so then we also identify at the, the time and hour, day, you name it, we were going to be there. And individually, uh, or actually as a team, we talked about, hey, this is going to be this way and, and everything. And, uh, and we trained. We didn't identify the kind of training we were going to have and we were keeping track of when we were training. And so all of those things prepared me to go to the run. That day, we start running. And we were running and obviously we had this guy. He he was, uh, he won uh, one of these, uh, what do you call it, strong man competitions. Mm -hmm. He was a big guy. Yeah. This guy was over 200 something pounds. I mean, you can imagine when this guy is running, uh, how how heavy he is and how he hits the ground. Yeah, and you he can feel had... the earth, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we started running. And and then we had other people, you know, like me, I'm in the middle. And then we had others that are just extremely fit. And uh, we were running, we were a five-member team, and we ran through that. And we had a, a a goal, you know, more or less as a team, we, we can do this together in so much time. And so we did it together. And there were times where one of us was behind because – and knees hurt or or the feet. And so at that time we knew how to how to slow down, right? Yeah, because right. but we as we were slowing down, we knew exactly what got done. We were in mile so and so. We still have so much. We were monitoring our progress. And and but we did not stop. Hey, let's take a little break in here. No, we we knew when to slow down and get the team together and then we will run to you know continue. And we did it. We did it uh, faster than we thought we were going to do, but there were yeah. times that we had to slow down. Yeah. The point is, is that well, as a leader, and it was not me leading the team. I let uh, I have somebody else please lead me because I'm not the <laughs> expert in this. You know, right. yes, I was the I was the 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 the, the chief, right, the boss, right. but I was not the leader. And so right. that person allowed me the opportunity to get there with him. I mean, our whole team together, but. 
we got things done. In the end, we all were, well, we had our own trophies, yes. right? Because we did it together. Yes. And that's that's a very a good analogy in regards to how we get things done, fun things done, and keeping the team together as we're yeah. getting things done. Yes. And and I, I am so grateful that you agree with me. Oh, okay. On the, exactly, on the marathon? That's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know that we don't have to stop doing anything necessarily. But right. again, as a leader, you need to do, know that. In, in your case, you, you didn't have to stop. You had to slow down. Good, good. But that develops that resilience. Let's ca catch our breath, I guess, and especially when running. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we'll get back on it. So that that may be what you need to do as a leader. But sometimes the goal, I think you, you need to stop. Let's take a break, figure out what, where we're at. Are we still, and this is not, maybe, let's talk about this next time. Uh, as a leader, you have to, uh, every so often, reassess. You and, must, and, and as, a, as yeah. a leader with the team together with, we're talking about with the last two episodes, when we're talking about with, we need to take the time, whatever that may be. And there may be just a slow up to uh, reassess. Are we doing this? You know, because life, the world is changing. We're going in this direction. We think we got the, the right plan. We're doing it, blah, blah, blah. Whoa. Life just changed. The universe just changed. Well, yes. are you going to emerging futures? Emerging futures, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, things I, happen all the time. Exactly. I remember one time. Uh, well, actually, it happened several times at at, uh, at Fairchild Air Force Base when I was a senior list advisor. We had uh, uh, a lot of exercises, which were, uh, in my opinion, stupid because we were doing the job anyway, and uh, we were succeeding, and nobody got hurt, and blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, I remember getting ready for this exercise, and uh, we were failing. Man, it was just going badly and we reported to the general uh, that sir you know it's not working he says have you changed it uh no well what have you done well we're doing it harder and we're doing it faster have you changed it no sir we have not changed it go back and think about this maybe you need to change it we go back we figure out oh crap we're doing some things we shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. we change it guess what it works so I think part of it, and again, let's let's talk about this next um, next episode. We have to reassess continuously to make sure that that those futures are still. And I think that's what you've said before that that you might have to change the futures. That's why you have several of them because as life changes, as the universe changes, we got to go this way instead of that way. I would say we have to re-engineer the journey, and sometimes you have to re-engineer it. Yeah. Right. Because uh, if you have a preferred future, you can build it. I mean, all these futures are emerging, and you can get caught in one of those, sure. Yeah. And, and but but you always had the choice to re-engineer the journey, yep. and that's just like what you mentioned. You had to re-engineer so you could get there with the team. Yes, yes. Good topic. Good discussion, Lugo. Uh, you take care of yourself this week. Uh, try to stay young. I know that's difficult for you. Staying young, that's that's every day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, Chief. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>